You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. This is the one and only show in the entire universe that is run by Packers fans. That's why it's the greatest. And if you don't agree, you're not a true Packer fan. You hate the Packers. Why do you hate the Packers? I don't know. You should look inward, search your soul and your heart and your innermost being. So anyways, um, I'm recording this very, very early in the morning, which seems counterintuitive, but we are taking a little mini trip and whatnot. So I'm going to be missing maybe a day or so of uh, things. Anyways... I wanted to squeeze it in while I could. Um, I say all that because you might be wondering why there's a lack of talk about things that happened on the 53. It is 9.39 in the morning, so I am just just now um, learning about what's going on. But I will say, initial reactions, there were some uh, surprises. I mean, two of the surprises are guys that I added just on the last Packernet episode. So if I had just not touched it, I would have been more correct. Still got Heflin wrong, but I added Keandre Thomas and Jawan Winfrey, and both of those guys are already gone. You start going back over it. You start trying to be too smart, thinking over stuff. I looked at somebody else's 53 with Winfrey, and I was like, why would you have? And I was like, oh, well, maybe, actually. Don't get me wrong. It still makes sense to me, but um, I should have just, should have just not touched it. Um, Calls. That's what we do here. You call, I answer. Live. I don't do that either. I do I do lie too much, and I apologize for that. Why don't we get started? We'll do the show. Um, I don't think I've I don't think I'm skipping anyone. Anyways, uh let's do this. JJ, kick us off. All right, man. I've All been right, thinking. Man. What the heck is up with Tom Brady's face? Have you well, seen it? Yeah. Got me thinking, uh what's worse tom brady's botox the nfl top 100 list or the packers on kickoff coverage well i gotta be honest i think everybody there's been a lot of talk about tom brady's face i think you guys have been overestimating tom brady's face this whole time because <laughs> that's that's the same not great mug that uh, we've been looking at for years. It does look, you know, a little more sucked in, caved in. But I feel like it's the same goofy face, and if he lost, like, four pounds, it would have a similar effect, you know? But, um, yeah, I mean, between that and then just the haircut did not... That was the other thing that was not talked about enough. Like, everybody wanted to talk about his face. Like, dude, shave your head or something. Do anything. What are you doing? 
That made it so much worse. I don't understand the purpose of what he did. Did he not know what he looked like before he walked up there? I mean, I doubt he could fix his face, but do something about that. Wear a hat. You know, that would probably give, cast a little bit of a shadow. Maybe get some shadows under the, uh, the, the massive cheekbones, kind of make it look like you got some bags under your eyes to kind of, you know what I mean? But just the whole thing, I, and I didn't listen to a word of it. I saw there was a bunch of commentary on the stuff he said, and everybody's all worked up, and I have no idea what he said. I just saw um, pictures and was like, what the heck is that? But again, I, I think that's quite similar to the face, um, just just worse. Um, Tom Brady's Botox, NFL Top 100 list, or the Packers kickoff cover. Well, the kickoff coverage is the worst for us. I'm just thinking in terms of what do I cringe more at when I look at it? And Packers coverage, for sure. It, it actually gives me a, a physical reaction in my gut. There's sadness, anger, disappointment, all those things that are mixed up. What are we deduping about here? Uh, mute. Oops, that was closed tab. Anyways, that's fine. Yeah, I think after that is um, probably Tom Brady, because it was at least sort of a, you know, again, a reaction. Like, oh, yikes. The top 100 list, I don't know, I more just kind of like an eye roll kind of a situation. And that's if I even look at it, because I see things on Twitter and it's like, oh, that's stupid. That's kind of the extent of it. Let's just, uh, let's do a second JJ right away. All right, man, I got two of your favorite topics. All right. Vegetables. Yes. And tipping. Yeah, great. Do the veggies first. Okay. I want to know what are the most acceptable vegetables. Sure. So you got to kind of rod your mind <laughs> into like what constitutes a vegetable. Like some peppers, you know, in a salsa or no. um, on your uh, steak sandwich or whatever. I mean, they're freaking awesome. I would consider potatoes. A vegetable. Well, then that's an easy number one. Them as a fiber or a tuber or whatever, but I think it's a vegetable. So, like, using, like, the loosest definition, what are the vegetables that actually are good and actually do provide, you know, delicious value? Because there are some, right? Well, if you're going to say potato, then potato. And, and you could do the same thing with corn. If corn is in there, I don't know about delicious necessarily, but corn on the cob, you know. Uh, get it buttered up and some salt and everything. It's pretty good. Um, I mean, vegetables can be useful for flavor. Peppers can be good, but, you know, I'm I'm pulling the actual physical pepper out. Same with onions. I don't want to eat an onion. The taste of peppers, the taste of onions by themselves, I don't like it. And that's kind of the difference. You know, I when I make a cheeseburger, I like hamburger, but I don't, you know... I don't just eat the hamburger. I put cheese and, well, cheese and bun. That's about it. But I could still eat a hamburger patty, and it's delicious. It's just not my preferred thing. I'm never going to sit down and eat an onion or a pepper. So in that sense, if you're asking about delicious, then we're talking about potatoes and corn. If you're talking acceptable by itself, um, I forced myself to eat carrots, and I kind of got to the point where they were decent. Um I had to kind of force them down at first, but after after a while, it kind of got to be like, all right, these are these are not bad. Um, spinach also, strangely, is actually really weird. The first time I ever had spinach, and you just assume it's going to be the nastiest thing ever, it was actually like steamed spinach, and this was at my stepmom's stepdad's house, so whatever, and dude wasn't the nicest in the world, and of course he always 
always had vegetables and it was a big deal to force me to eat them and everything. And I wouldn't dare flinch because then you get, you know, whatever. But anyways, um, he made spinach and I tried it and I remember it was, I actually enjoyed it. And they called me out and they're like, you're lying. You're just saying, I'm like, mm, it's not bad. Now this was, I don't know. I was like seven, maybe eight, nine, 10. I don't know. But it just, it just had this weird, like peppery taste to it. Maybe they put pepper in. I don't know. But it just, as far as vegetables go, it wasn't bad, but I've had spinach, like I could eat it out of the bag. It doesn't taste good, but it doesn't make me gag. So I guess you can call that acceptable. I, I, I don't think there'll ever be a point in my life where I have a carrot or spinach craving. It's kind of just one of those, I should probably eat this for the sake of nutrients. But uh, yeah, that's about it. And then I'm tipping. I feel like uh, a defense that can tip balls um, at the line of scrimmage, man, that's really valuable. I think we should coach up our guys to, you know, be in the habit of getting their paws up there and trying to smack the ball out of the air. Oh, uh, all right. That's, I, I got it. All right. There we go. Took me a little longer than it should have, but um, I may have been up until like 4.30 in the morning, and then my son was up at probably 6.30. So a little foggy, but we got the coffee rolling. Also, just having so much fun paying attention to all this stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling here, but um, who should we go to next? Here we go. Here's one we haven't heard from in a while. Hey, Ryan. Scuba Steve here. Hey, man. How are you? I'm great every time you call. Good. I'm doing good. Hey, good. But, Sorry, I didn't um, ask. It's been a while since I called. Yeah. I've just been busy. Yeah, I, I got to tell you a true story that never happened, though. Oh. Um, I was out swimming in the ocean, okay. and there's a shark. It came up, and it tried to bite me. No. But I punched that thing right in the nose, and it swam away. I've heard of so, that. So, no big deal. Right. But... You know, um, I don't have a question today, yeah. but I do want to know how many games do you think <laughs> each team in the NFC North will win? Um, I think Chicago will win two games. I think Minnesota will win mm, probably six games. Okay. I think Green Bay will win 11. And Detroit, um, they'll probably win like 13 games. Yeah. So, I was just wondering if you agree with that or not. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Bye. Oh, Scuba. I, you know, I don't want to play favorites with callers. But he makes me happy. You know what I mean? Some people, they call and they just make you sad. Or, you know, jacked up, you know, fired up. Other people make you feel Italian and stuff. Scuba Steve is just, just makes you feel happy. I like Scuba Steve. Um, thank you for not asking any questions about the statement you asked about though. Um, again, don't really want to put a massive amount of work into it right now because that's not what we do here, but I'll say this, I'll stick with Packers at 11. That's fine. I think I've been saying 12, 11 is a little safer. I think, uh, lions, I'm going to go ahead and take that down a notch. Um, I'll go Vikings next. I, you know, I, I there's so many questions. It's basically just randomly guessing, but let's just say 10. I kind of think there's going to be a close, co- you know, usually the Packers are number one with some extremely close competition. I don't think that's, ha- it didn't happen last year. Maybe it's been a couple of years. I don't know, but I'll say that happens again. And I think it's the Vikings. So I'll say we win 11, they win 10. I don't really know what to do after that. I, I, I've been ragging on the bears, but 
Again, I, th- I think I've been talking to Bears fans too much because I'm starting to buy even the stuff that they're telling me because I'm, I'm becoming more bullish, I think. Is bull the right one? I'm pretty sure because I, I think Bear, you know, Bears is the bad one that goes down. It's the only reason, reason I remember that, but I'm not even sure if I remember that right. And then the Bulls are, you know, better, so they, they, they go up. Michael Jordan, um, I know so much basketball. I don't know, man. I, I want desperately to say the the Lions are going to win seven games, the Bears are going to win three, but I think it'll be closer than that. You know what? You know what will be fun? I think there'll be a close competition between the Bears and the Lions. There probably won't be, but let's just say there is for the sake of, of something fun. Um, and I'm going to say they both win six. I don't know. They're, they're going to tie, and they'll split with each other. That's, there's there's my super boring answer. I got to go back, check Twitter, find out who else got cut. I'll be right back. All right, let's go to this unknown caller. Okay, let's try that again. Wire Xbox better than PS5. You're asking me why is Xbox better than PS5, or are you telling me that in robot ET voice? Um, not surprisingly, unknown caller. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I haven't owned an Xbox. I mean, I, I, I guess when I was in Kenosha like eight years ago, I had one that sat in the basement and collected dust. Before that, I had it at Grandma's, but I don't think it was hooked up. I mean, it's been a long time. Even back in Illinois, I don't think I played Xbox. So I'm very out of the loop on that. We always had that growing up. We had like all the systems. And I think the last one I got was Xbox. So we, we kind of became, once it became like Xbox, PlayStation, Xbox, PlayStation, I kind of settled into Xbox because um, it was it was like Xbox versus PS2 is, is like when I jumped off the train. Then there was like Xbox One and PS3, 4, 5, 7, 9, I don't know. I don't know how that all works out, but um, I wasn't a part of any of that. I don't know anything about it. Nothing. So, and really, it, it, I didn't even, I don't think it was like a big deal back then between PlayStation and Xbox. Like, I owned a PlayStation and an Xbox, but I think the most, the newest console I had was Xbox at the time. But really, the only difference was like the controllers. I mean, it was a lot of the same games and everything. And like I had Xbox, my buddy had PlayStation. It wasn't like a rivalry or anything. You just kind of had to reacclimate to the controller, which again, I owned a PlayStation, so I was somewhat familiar with it. But you had to do that all the time anyways. I mean, when you went from like, you know, we had a Nintendo, we had a um, Sega, we had a Super Nintendo, Game Boy, obviously, um, PlayStation, Xbox, did not have a Sega Saturn, but we rented one from, you know, like Blockbuster or whatever. Wasn't really a big fan, never really went that route. Uh, N64 had that, obviously, that was a good one. N64 was very unique, you know, it, it almost reminds me of, I don't know, I don't want to say Wii, but it just, it like the kinds of games were just different and it was, it was fun, man. Uh, didn't have a GameCube. But yeah, again, then you got Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, and that's when I jumped off. I had I had a PS2, I think, and then a Xbox, and then that was kind of the end of it. We didn't get any more consoles after that. Later in life, went and got a Wii, which was really only good for Wii bowling, which was fun. But um, yeah, I, I can't really contribute to that conversation. 
Those those unknown callers are a mixed bag, man. Sometimes sometimes they surprise you. Sometimes they really don't surprise you. <laughs> um, we we really don't have a lot of callers because it's like ninety percent um, yesterday's callers that we're getting caught up on. Because again, this is kind of early. So let's take a break here, and um, we'll just pick this bad boy right back up. Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. If you want to support the podcast, 608 If you'd like to call in, tell me your thoughts, feelings, emotions, darkest secrets, cake recipes. Any recipes really would be... Actually, we don't have enough of that, I don't think. We need some of that. Anyways, let's uh, take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Okay, that was a fail. Try again. It's me again. Hey, JJ. All right, I know I've asked you this question before, oh, but boy. I got in my fridge right now a big old package of pork chops. Yeah. And we tried pork chops a couple ways. Uh, kind of tried to do what you suggested the last time. And I, I'm just really having a hard time with it. The wife's not a big fan of pork chops either. But we have these pork chops. Got them for a great price. Give me like three different ways I can cook these because there right. are so many pork chops here. Yeah. I need some really good recipes that are just going to be 
delicious. So for the most part, we've found success with people who generally like the taste of pork with pork chops, you know, just, just, I mean, just straight up salt and pepper, whatever. Um, if you don't like the taste of it, you know, I'm, I'm assuming you're, you're doing kind of the same temperature and everything else. It's at 145 degrees internal and everything. So it's perfectly juicy and tender and everything. It just, you just don't like the taste. All right. Here's a couple of, th- I don't know if you guys like heat. Well, all right, let's, let's do this. First of all, pork chop tacos are amazing. Um, get some corn tortillas, chop up the pork chops after they're, you know, cooked already. And I would recommend cooking them the way that I had mentioned. They don't have to be anything special because they're just going in, um, inside the tacos. So you don't have to like get all fancy or anything, but you know, get it to 145 degrees internal, whatever. Then what I do is I have this fajita seasoning that I put over the top of the diced up pork chops as they're kind of reheating. You don't need to reheat it if you're taking it straight, straight off the grill. Um, but I would put an extra splash on it, especially if they're thicker pork chops. Then you just slap the uh, tortillas on the, if you have a flat top griddle or whatever. If not, just put them on the stovetop, I guess. But I put it at 300 degrees. Just kind of get a nice little crisp on it. Um, and then, you know, do tacos how you do tacos, I guess. But for me, I love sweet with pork. So I, I get the salsa verde or whatever, the, the, the green salsa. I love that so much. And then I get like a, uh, my dad made this hot sauce once that was a, it's like a yellow, but it's, it's a pineapple, kind of like a pineapple habanero, I guess, but it's a sweet heat thing. Amazing. Or I really like just, just doing the pork chops with the green salsa. And then, you know, I, I, again, I like the sweet heat. I'll put it in there just to kind of spice it up and give it a little bit more sweet. But I, I actually think that's just delicious. Pork chops with the, the green salsa verde stuff. Amazing. Or final suggestion, um, marinades. One of my favorite things, and it was, I, I, again, I swear they changed the recipe, but Stubbs has these great marinades and you just get a big old bag and you let them sit in those things. Um, it's not going to penetrate the meat or anything, but it's just going to put some really good flavor on the outside. So it's not just a boring pork chop. It's got, you know, sweet and everything else mixed into it. But, uh, I don't know, find a good pork marinade, let them sit in a bag for, I don't know, an hour in the fridge or something. Again, it doesn't really penetrate into the meat, so letting it sit overnight or whatever doesn't really do anything. It's all just kind of surface. But um, those are some really good uh, pork chops as well. But again, that's kind of to my taste. I don't know. For you guys, maybe you want some more peppers and onions and stuff. I don't know. But those are different ways that I've done it that I thought was pretty delicious. Let's get to Aaron number two, which Aaron, sorry, but we have an Aaron. I can't call you Aaron. Tried to think of something. I was going to say Aaron from like your region because I can see your area code, but I don't know where you're from, man. So we'll just, uh, you know, you could be in the, could be in the burbs somewhere. So Aaron number two, what's going on, man? Hey, it's Aaron again. Hey. Uh, yeah, the, the NC Big Pen game was <clears throat> the 95 Christmas Eve game. There it is. And you did, you, you characterized it correctly, but I just, I want to give you, I want to paint the picture okay. a little bit for you because um, <clears throat> this is the first, this this uh, drop gave us the division for the first time since 1978, oh. and uh, and and so it was really a monumental thing. And I was sitting in like the last row of one of the end zones, the opposite end zone of where Yancey Thigpen dropped this ball. From from our perspective, all we saw was Neil O'Donnell throw the ball, and obviously to a wide open Yancey Thigpen. The game was over. We lost. That's that. And before we could even like 
react and finish that thought, there was like wildfire yelling and cheering, spreading from the other end zone, from the fans and the stands going, he dropped it, he dropped it, he dropped it. And yeah. everybody went insane and strangers were hugging strangers and I don't want to work. I want to just want to bang <laughs> on the drums all day was playing and everybody was, it was unbelievable. So, um, yes, my first two games that I attended in person, one was uh, Barry Sanders negative one yard. Next one, we win the division the following year. Uh, I feel blessed. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, that's super cool. That's um, I, I forget about that. Well, I forget about it because I never really knew about it. You know, I never really grew up. I mean, I, I guess technically I did. In 1995, I was, what, nine years old or whatever. But um, I don't recall. I mean, I, I definitely remember not feeling like top dog. Like, we went into the playoffs, and we were kind of the up-and-comers, and there were, like, the big dogs, like the 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys that were kind of in the way. But we were kind of, like, in the mix a little bit, you know? We were there. We were, you know, playing some good football and everything. I guess I didn't know about not winning the division, though. But yeah, that that would be. I mean, the the Lions play the Packers the last game of the year, so it would certainly be different than than what you experienced. But let's just say, if uh, you know Juju Smith Schuster drops a pass and the Lions go on to win the division, you know, something to that effect, that would be be a big deal for them, obviously. All right, final call of the day, and again, probably not going to be, may not be a Packernet after dark tomorrow. So uh, last call for a while goes to Blake's dad. What's up, Brian? This is Blake's dad. What up? Um, while you're listening to this, this cuts have probably happened already. Um, what are some players or position groups you got your eye on for uh, maybe to have the Packers pick up? Kind of curious what, what you're thinking. Um, maybe, uh, maybe a third or fourth safety or whatever. That's kind of what I'm looking at. Maybe an extra rush end. Um, but uh, let me know what you think. Later. Right now, based on what I'm looking at, especially with Sean Davis, who was our... So Vernon Scott, who was our number three, got released after an injury. Sean Davis, who was our number four, got released because of an injury. So with Savage hurt, which, you know, maybe he's fine now, I don't know, but Savage is hurt. Vernon Scott left with an injury. Sean Davis left with an injury. Dallin Levitt is injured. (laughs) And... So we got Abernathy and Tariq Carpenter and a banged up, I guess, number two and three safety. It's it's just not looking good at all. So absolutely, I think they should consider something at safety. In fact, I, I have the perfect safety for you. I just saw this come across the wire. The Eagles, after trading for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, have released Anthony Harris. Anthony Harris was an absolute stud for the Minnesota Vikings. This was back when our DB coach was the Vikings DB coach. 2020, when uh, Mr. Jerry Gray was no longer a part of the Minnesota Vikings, he went from a... So j- just to be clear, let me let me double check this real quick. Anthony Harris was always kind of a stud. Not as much in 2016 for some random reason, but 78 overall grade, 2017, 75, 2018, 89, 2019, 91. And these are significant snaps. In 2018, when he had an elite grade... 624 snaps. In 2019, 1,033 snaps. He had a 91 overall grade. 2020, Jerry Gray leaves. Um, Anthony Harris remains there as a as their number two safety. Gets a 66 overall grade. To be clear, I don't mind 66, 
but still, then he goes, then Minnesota's like, well, forget this guy. He forgot how to play, I guess. Um, and so then he goes to Philadelphia and doesn't perform super well. Again, 900 snaps. I mean, he's he's going on 31 years old, but he's been a starter in this league basically for the last four years and for the most part has been average at worst with the potential of being a really, really, really good. T- if he can relive even half his glory in the 2018-2019 years, I'm sorry, Darnell, Anthony Harris is safety too. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe it's just this guy completely fell off a cliff and there's nothing left and he can't do anything. I don't know. It seems weird to me that that would be a thing. Um, But I guess maybe. But again, you're giving me a guy that has a 62 overall grade as a starting safety in the NFL. I think I'll just go ahead and take that. I mean, I'll be happy if Savage gets that. But I would love a, uh, I would love an Anthony Harris and Jerry Gray reunion. I'll tell you that. Um, some other options. Wide receiver doesn't make sense. Offensive line I don't think makes sense. Tight end doesn't make sense. Running back is not out of the question. I don't think. Um, Goodson I see is already a no for the Packers. Probably going to try to stash him on the practice squad. Obviously. Um. But I just, I can't imagine they're massively in love with Patrick Taylor. Now, granted, how many guys are going to be out there that are super amazing that are worth bringing in as your number three running back that you know are going to be better than Patrick Taylor? Probably none, but it's not out of the question. I think defensive tackle is honestly an option. Um, Everybody but Jonathan Ford has been released to this point, but even if, you know, I, I, I don't know if Ford is going to be on or not, but you know, I, I don't know. I'm looking at it as we got five guys. One of them is Wyatt, who's trying to get his sea legs a little bit. Wouldn't be the worst thing to bring in a guy. Certainly not a necessity, but there's a spot there. Um, Edge, I, I think we might be okay there. I mean, obviously we don't have mega studs, but I think Garvin does a good job. Um, we got an ag bar, and I, I think there's a the way my mind is right now with how many guys are getting released, I wouldn't be surprised if Hamilton and Tipa make the 53. Maybe Kobe Jones. I don't know. We will have to see. Um, corner, I think, is is certainly an option with Rico and Keandre Thomas, and I think Ento all being let go, which means we're looking at, what, five corners right now? That doesn't super make sense to me. I'm just looking at the last one, two, three, five years. We've never had five. So, So, yeah, I don't know. Safety to me makes the most sense. Corner is certainly an option because we're down to five guys right now. And and basically it's one backup per position. We got one backup slot and, and Shamar is the only guy there. I mean, obviously Nixon could slide in if need be. Or, or actually what it would be is Razul would slide over and fill in. So if both Stokes and Jair went down, it would be Douglas and Shamar would be our boundary guys. And then Nixon would be our slot guy. But then obviously we are flat out of guys. So that sucks. But we're talking about um, three injuries before it becomes an issue. Talking about practice. Anyways, that's it, man. That's all That's all we got. It, uh, we're, well, it's 11 o'clock now. But anyways, get those calls in. There's a very, 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 very slim chance that there will be a Packernet After Dark episode tomorrow if you get a lot of calls in really quickly. Although by the time you hear this, it might... No, oh, no, it won't be too late. I'll have the laptop. Anyways, um, have a good day. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.